Well, good morning. morning. Happy 2nd of February. Once upon a time, a long time ago, in a parish far, far away, the rector of a small parish was asked to speak to the Sunday school children about the meaning of Easter. So as he sat with about six children... He began, who can tell me the story of Easter and of Jesus' resurrection? Silence. Then finally, little Sally raised her hand and said, I can tell you. He said, okay. She said, on Good Friday... Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Yes. He was then buried in the tomb and was there for three days. Yes. And on Easter Sunday, yes, Jesus rose from the tomb. He saw his shadow and went back in and came out six weeks later on Pentecost. So, right now, you are wondering, who is this guy? Well, I'm John Reby. I've been an Anglican priest for over 24 years, um, but I have been a Christian all my life. One of the things that I've learned throughout, throughout my lifetime and, and being a Christian is that there are no denominations in heaven. It's all about Jesus. The divisions that we have here in our world today will not exist in heaven. Over the years, I've been rector of three parishes, mostly in California, which is why I talk funny and use, the word, use words like awesome, dude, and whoa. I grew up in Arizona. I am, um, I am the best son in my family. <laughs> Mom grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, though. And, so, and she was a wonderful Southern lady. So I learned early that y'all is a good word to use. Ain't is not. And as you can tell, I have a love for Fried and grilled southern food. I flew B-52s in the Air Force as a radar navigator bombardier before the priesthood. But I knew of my call from the age of 15. So if you have young children, please do know that the call can come early. My wife Kathy and I left Um, parish ministry in 2015 to move to Charlotte and to help care for my elderly parents. Uh, My dad is still with us. Uh, Mom went to be with the Lord this last June. I'm a preacher's kid, a PK. My dad is a priest and he is at All Saints Anglican and Weddington. And um, because of that, um, that's where I 
am mostly connected with. Uh, I also do supply work, substitution uh, for for clergy who need uh, need the help, and and uh, and so I, I have been in a number of the churches in our our, our area. I also do long term uh, supply with a small church in Lake Wiley. Uh, St. James Anglican, and they meet on Saturday evenings, so that frees me up on Sundays to be here and to be of help to Father Joel as we keep him and our vestry in our prayers, and especially for their safe travel and uh, for that the Lord would, uh, would speak to them during their retreat. I've accomplished many wonderful things in life, but my greatest achievement is yet to come. The greatest title I have achieved in my life is that I am a child of God saved by his grace. And my life goal is to one day hear our Lord and Savior Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. During the week, I work as a hospice chaplain and a bereavement counselor. Really what I am is a circuit rider. I go around and I visit uh, people, uh, visit with the sick and the dying and their families in the hardest times of their life. Many of the people that I meet are Christians or were raised that way. Number of them are not. Many have not given God a second thought until now. So what I my job really is that I go and try to bring God's grace, his peace, and his comfort as best as I possibly can. And one of the things that I've learned about being a hospice chaplain is that, and as I meet people from all kinds of different churches, and one of the things that I've learned is that the church can complicate the message of the good news. And we do it on purpose, and for good reason. And the reality is, we all live complicated lives. Every single day, we are dealing with complicated issues. War, peace, poverty. Issues that face our country. And so just as these, the problems are complicated... We believe that our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Scriptures have answers for us. Amen? And sometimes it takes a little bit of effort to, to dig around and, and, to, and, to, and to seek those, uh, those answers. And sometimes the answers are complicated. But 
I work with the sick and the dying. What do they really need to know now? Really, it's the same thing that we all need to know all the time. And so what I do is I share three rather uncomplicated things. First and most important, God loves you. Really. No matter who you are or what you've done, we all need to know and be reminded God loves you. The second thing I share is that the promises of Jesus are really real. Our world and our culture are bent upon sowing doubt. And more and more, we Christians have been made to feel that we've been told cleverly devised myths. It's all fake. It's all a fantasy. And so a big part of my ministry is really to reaffirm that the promises of Jesus are really real. Scripture is trustworthy. Our Lord is trustworthy. And we need to be reminded of that. And third, that God's mercy, love, forgiveness, and eternal life are his free gifts to you. You didn't earn them. You didn't deserve them. They are his free gifts to you. And that's per perhaps the greatest good news of all. You know, the Bible never speaks of the wages of grace. It does talk about the wages of something else, doesn't it? But the Bible never talks about the wages of grace. Why? Because we can't earn them. We earn our wages. And so the Bible always speaks of the gift of grace. You don't earn your salvation by your good behavior. And you don't lose your salvation because of bad behavior. You all know the verse. And I hope you'll say it with me. John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that all who may have eternal life. And the word is believe. All who believe in him it's not all who behave in him. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the good news that people need to hear. Now, do not go out and tell Father Joel or anybody else that Father John said that behavior isn't important. Far contrary to that. There are things that we need to do. There are things that we need to pay attention to. And there are ways that Christians are to live in this world differently. Behavior is very important to God. Why? Because he cares about you. Not only does he love you, but he cares about you. And so God takes behavior very seriously. But... He knows all about you. He knows everything that you've ever done. And he knows everything that you, that you ever will do. And buckle your seatbelt. He loves you anyway. He loves you anyway. You know, Jesus made salvation the easiest and the hardest thing in the world to have. It's the easiest thing because he did all the hard work. He went to the cross. He died for our sins. And all we have to do is believe in him. And so... If you want eternal life, believe in Jesus Christ. It's also, having salvation is also the hardest thing in the world to achieve for some people. Because for some people, they just will refuse to believe. It's the hardest thing for them. From the very beginning of his ministry, Jesus declared what he was all about. Mark chapter 1, verse 15 says this. Jesus says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus says, the time is is fulfilled. Present tense. Not the time will be fulfilled sometime or the time was fulfilled and the time is fulfilled. Present tense. Now. He says the kingdom of God is at hand. Here. Now. Reach for it. And the promise is eternal life. And eternal means from the beginning to the end. It means that there, when we turn to Jesus and believe, we can have eternal life now. Not some kind of pie in the sky later on. But part of that begins right now. So he says, do two things. Repent. And believe. That's it. 
Now, of course, Jesus said and did a lot more. And because just like then, we still live complicated lives. But it all comes back to this. In our gospel today, we hear the presentation of Jesus in the temple. And so what does that show us? Well, it shows us at least these things. First, that Mary and Joseph were obedient to the law and the customs are uh, of their faith. It shows us that there were at least two people, Simeon and Anna, who were patient and waited on the Lord to fulfill what God had revealed to them. And third, it shows that Jesus would grow and mature in God's wisdom and favor. And God is always calling us to the very same things. There are ways for us to be obedient to the Lord. Are we being obedient to the Lord? And my brothers and sisters, I'm not here to tell you that you're not. But it is a question. Are we in our lives being obedient to the Lord? Are there things that we've left undone that we ought to do? God's always calling us in the same ways, like Simeon and Anna. God speaks to us as well. God is always speaking to us and he will speak to us if we listen. And when we are listening to God, he may speak to us and show us many things, even prophetic things, and yet we are always to be patient for his will to be done. It's all about his timing, not ours. And yes, indeed, patience is hard for all of us. Somebody once said that um, the last thing that you ever want to do is pray for patience because God will give you an opportunity to learn it. Um, I get the joke, but I got to tell you, patience is something that we need. And it's something that, we, that however God teaches us, we need to learn it. We need to learn it. And it's something that we want. So ask the Lord for it. Be ready. <laughs> but ask the Lord for it. And third, God ha has ways for us to grow and mature in his wisdom and favor too. That's God's plan for us. 
He wants us to grow in, in wisdom. He wants us to grow in his favor. He wants to grow for us to grow up, to mature in our faith. Yes, God always calls us as children. And we are meant to be children and come to his kingdom like children. But with the expectation that we're going to learn and grow and mature in his grace, mercy, and love. So today that's something to think about. But I will tell you, everything I've said today, of everything, if you hear nothing else, remember these three things. God loves you. The promises of Jesus are really real. And that God's mercy, love, forgiveness, and eternal life are his free gifts to you.